My name is Lily Madden, and I'm a proud Aranda, Bunjalung, Kalkadun woman from Gadigal country. The Daily Oz acknowledges that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Gadigal people and pays respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander nations. We pay our respects to the first peoples of these countries, both past and present. Just a heads up before we start this episode, it is a really intense one. This episode deals with homophobia and discrimination against the LGBTQ plus community. If you do need to talk to someone, you can call Q Life on 1800 184 527 from 3pm until midnight, or you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14. If you're not in the right headspace to listen to this episode, we'll see you again tomorrow. Good morning and welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Wednesday the 31st of May. I'm Zara. I'm Sam. One of the world's harshest laws against homosexuality was passed into law this week in Uganda. Uganda's President Yoweri Museveni has assigned into law an anti-homosexuality bill that has been condemned internationally. Under the proposed legislation, friends, family and members of the community would have a duty to report individuals in same-sex relationships to the authorities. The law has been met with protests, faced international condemnation, and is being challenged locally in Uganda's constitutional court. This is a big topic with a lot to get your head around, so we're going to go into it in the deep dive. But first, let's do the headlines. Bruce Lerman has settled his defamation claim with News Corp. Lerman brought the proceedings against the company and one of its journalists, Samantha Maiden, over two articles that were published in 2021. Lerman has faced rape allegations from former colleague Brittany Higgins with a criminal case discontinued last year. Lerman has maintained his innocence throughout the process. The federal government and Crown Casinos have settled on a $450 million penalty for breaches of money laundering and terrorism financing laws at Crown's Melbourne and Perth venues. Crown acknowledged their breaches of the law as part of the agreement, which will now be considered by the federal court before the penalty is finalised. New testing has found a greater proportion of wild dingoes are purebred. This has watered down decades-long concerns that dingoes were, quote, breeding themselves into extinction through increased crossbreeding with dogs. The study was led by researchers at UNSW who conducted ancestry modelling and analysis to trace the ancestry of hundreds of wild and captive dingoes. And today's good news, female full-time employment is at an all-time high in Australia, according to new analysis by the federal government of data from the Australian Bureau of Statistics. It found that total employment amongst women has increased by almost 200,000 in the past 12 months. A law introducing strict new penalties for homosexuality has passed in Uganda's parliament. And when you read the bill, if you perform a sexual act with a person of the same sex, then you have committed the offence of homosexuality. And what is the punishment? Imprisonment for life. Back in March, we covered this story for the first time, and it was when the bill passed Uganda's parliament with overwhelming support. With 387 out of 389 votes in support of the legislation, though we must add that many representatives were absent. It then went to the president, who made some amendments, but signed off on the bill this week, officially making it law. Zara, let's put this in some historical context. Where did this law come from? 
Well, homosexuality was already criminalised in Uganda before this law. I think that is an important place to start. And I also want to just say that that is not unique to Uganda. More than half of Africa's nations prohibit homosexual activity, with many countries maintaining some hangover of British anti-homosexuality laws from colonisation. But rather than transitioning to phasing away from those laws, as other countries have, the Ugandan government has been moving to strengthen them, and that's with the support from religious leaders in the country. The government's language towards the LGBTQ plus community has been increasingly hostile in recent months. And you, you can just imagine if this is the tone that the legislators are bringing to the country, what the overall national dialogue has been. There have been a recent spate of arrests and a rise in anti-LGBTQ plus violence. So give me a sense of what this new legislation will actually do. Well, the law introduces new penalties of up to 10 years in prison for a range of homosexual acts. And then there are lesser penalties for people who promote homosexuality. The element of this that I've seen a lot of other news outlets really leading with is the fact that the death penalty now applies for so-called aggravated homosexuality, which, and I'm very much quoting here, includes serial offenders, meaning people with prior convictions. This law is a huge deal, and it obviously has major support in Parliament. Is there any pushback coming from any direction? Yeah, so there's been a challenge already launched at the Constitutional Court in Uganda. A local group called Human Rights Awareness and Promotion Forum filed the complaint. The bill is blatantly Unconstitutional. This is Adrian Juco, who's the executive director of that human rights group that's bringing this case, speaking to NTV Uganda. And uh, during the times the bill was under discussion, that not even a single LGBT person was basically uh, before the committee to have their views heard. And this, this is a law that affects them directly. So the case will argue both that the law is unconstitutional and that there were also issues with how the law was handled by the parliament. And do we think that challenge is going to be upheld? Well, there's definitely precedent. The bill that was signed into law this week is actually not the first time that the Ugandan government has tried to crack down on homosexuality. Back in 2014, it signed an earlier version of the Anti-Homosexuality Act into law, but then that was thrown out by the Constitutional Court, not because of human rights concerns, but it was because of some legal technicality. It was ruled that the legislation was void because there weren't enough MPs in attendance when the law was voted on for it to have legitimately passed. And that's why at the beginning I just noted how many people were absent. Um, It remains to be seen whether a strong case exists for the legislation to be overthrown either on humanitarian grounds, so by the human rights groups that are really pushing for it, or some other legal technicality. But, I mean, we'll have to wait and see on that one. And there are some major human rights implications here. And at the end of the day, this is a story about real people. Do we have a sense from the LGBTQ community in Uganda about how they're feeling personally? Look, it's very difficult to get a a full sentiment of what it is like on the ground because it would be extremely dangerous at this point to Mm. speak out to me for openly gay people or members of the LGBTQ community to speak to media. That's a good point. Uh, but we have heard from some LGBTQ plus rights advocates, one of them being Frank Magisha, who told Reuters he feared the law would lead to mass arrests and that it would incite violence. 
And he's also worried about the health implications, things like the mental health of LGBTQ plus people in Uganda. And this is a story that has now travelled around the world. I mean, we're talking about it here Mm. in Australia. How has the world responded to this news? I mean, I think in the way that you would expect. The law's been condemned by many international organisations and governments, with the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights last month, Volker Turk, say that the law was probably among the worst of its kind in the world. With US President Joe Biden calling for its immediate repeal and he's threatened sanctions, so economic penalties. He's also threatened travel restrictions on anyone who's involved in what he labels as serious human rights abuses or corruption. I think this is a really key point, though, because there is particular concern for health campaign groups around the world, groups like UNAIDS and Global Fund, about what this law will do for Uganda's HIV response. According to a joint statement that was published, the passage of this new law has already led to reduced access to prevention and treatment services, and there is concern that it will ultimately derail what has been otherwise a fast-progressing movement. Look, it's an incredibly painful topic to get into. Zara, thanks for taking us through where the law's at and, and how the world has responded. And thank you for listening. Again, if this episode has raised anything for you, you can call QLife on 1800 184 527 from 3pm until midnight, or you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14.